0: Good morning all listeners. Happy Thursday. It's 8.26 a.m. and this is episode 107 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Bear. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Bear and we have a very special Thursday morning episode. Catch us Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week as we're going to try to muscle up four pods in four days if not tomorrow morning, then we will see you guys for episode one hundred eight and one hundred nine on Saturday and Sunday, per usual. Lot going on this weekend in the world of sports. We wanted to get a jump start. We have the bowl game starting tomorrow. We got NFL games starting on Saturday this week. We got some college basketball, we got hockey, we got NBA, we got everything going on right now. It's a great time to be alive. We have Christmas coming up, a week from Saturday, Christmas Eve, a week from tomorrow. We are wrapping up 2021 in what's been a very good, positive, prosperous, profitable year. And uh, my friend, I think we're going to have a very good pod today. Very informational, lots of winners
1: Lots of winners here uh, on Boogie and the Baron today. We are looking at college hoops, NBA regular season. There's a few games out there. Don't forget about our NHL games. And, of course, the Thursday night NFL football game. We are ready to rock and roll.
0: Before we do, just to give you guys a little segue of what to expect here in today's episode... Me and Boogie are going to do things a little bit different. I know you guys are used to kind of the rapid fire, going through the games and breaking them down. Today's going to be more of an informational episode here on episode 107. As we have what we call our Magnificent Seven. Boogie and the Varen's Magnificent Seven picks. Spreading across three sports. We're going to give out two college basketball games, two NBA games, And three NHL games for a total of seven tickets for you guys to go place today. And I think it's going to be very profitable. We've broken down all these games. Uh, My partner had to put me in check because originally we were going to discuss IUPUI versus Chicago State. But uh, we decided to leave them off and really just... Dig into our handicapping early this morning and and just narrow it down to Boogie and the Barons seven-pick card, which we're going to do. We also have a drink bet for you guys because, of course, we're not going to agree on the NFL game. Um, nonetheless, Boogie, before you dive into news and notes about what's going around in the sports world and we dive into these picks, I wanted to give you a quick shout-out for how well you did on Sunday. Oh, thank um, you. A 7-4-1 record in the NFL, a 7-3 record in college basketball. You hit your best bet with Baylor and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Your only best bet miss was on the over, so a very... Good day for you, uh, damn near picking 60-some percent winners on Sunday. Um, you definitely outside me in that department. Um, I finished around five hundred. I went 1-1-1 one, one, one with my best bets as uh, Washington came in at a push against the Cowboys. Uh, I did hit Seton Hall in college hoops, and then I lost to Arizona Moneyline on uh, on Monday Night Football as they, they lost to the Rams. Um, But great call for you on Baylor and College Hoops. They just steamrolled Villanova.
1: I mean, 57 to 36. Stifling D. Did not see that coming. I saw the cover. I saw – I thought it was going to be at least a little competitive. Baylor just shut them down. Nova had no way of uh, inside, outside. Uh, We – looking at another Baylor team with this great defense. Yeah. And watch out for them. And uh, this is definitely going to be a must-play team going forward.
0: Yeah, they very much are. They are the new number one team in the country. Uh, Well-deserved, undefeated at 9-0. and oh. Purdue! Yeah. What the hell happened to Purdue? <laughs> Purdue, another loss. Um, they s- escaped NC State on Sunday in overtime. So they have a new week. This was, um, for the first time in... Uh, About 20 years I read that four straight weeks, four new number ones in college basketball. So I know we're in the early going here with college hoops only being December. You know, once the new year hits and you finish up college football and the Super Bowl is when college basketball really ramps up. You're going to be in the last two or three weeks of the uh, regular season conference play. And uh, then you got Magical March, which we're always looking forward to. That, you know, March uh, March Madness sitting roughly mm,
1: about three months, three and a half. Exactly,
0: exactly about exactly about three months away right now. Um, Ninety days till March Madness. Um, We already got some plans to really uh, sit down and, and diagnose that bracket. I love Selection Sunday. You know, it's going to be great. I'm really excited about March Madness, as we are every year. Um, Now, before Boogie, we go into our Magnificent Seven here for our listeners.
1: For the first time in some time, we've got some news and notes. Oh, we got news and notes, and it's going to start right now with Urban Meyer. Oh, bye-bye. Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars NFL head football coach, the animosity the drama and the soap opera that was in Jacksonville is finally over. He lasted twelve games. He lasted twelve games. Uh thirteen games actually. Oh,
0: he lasted thirteen games. Two
1: and eleven. That's
0: an unlucky number.
1: Two and eleven. And the guy just could not stop with all the drama. Uh finally, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, finally had enough uh that uh Finally could not take it anymore after Josh Lambeau, former kicker, Mm -hmm. comes out and says that in preseason games he's stretching and the dude just straight up not only kicked him. Started talking-ish. He started talking-ish and uh, wound up that it finally came to light yesterday. And uh, a little after midnight, they put the hammer down and got rid of Urban Meyer. Goodbye, Urban Meyer. Um, A really
0: pristine college coach, Um, did really well in the college ranks, winning back-to-back national championships at the University of Florida back in 06 and 07 um, with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, and they had a loaded squad uh, both those years that they won the national title. He then steps away from football just to come back and go to Ohio State, which is he's from Ohio, and then he's out of football for a little longer, and then he comes back to coach the Jags. Um, very surprised at this. I'm surprised it didn't work out for him, but uh, maybe he's just meant to either ride off into the sunset or uh, be a college coach. He's still pretty young. He can obviously recruit. I don't know how much of these uh, publications and news stories about him are true, you know, from the... Going to the nightclub at the college campus
1: to... Videos don't lie.
0: Yeah, kicking the kicker and, you know, obviously saying some pretty blasphemous things behind closed doors. About Um, his coaches. You know, about his coaches. I mean, the, the main thing is here is what we want to focus on. I don't want to, you know, attack him personally, but from a professional standpoint... You fielded for 13 weeks in a row, quite frankly, the worst team in the league. Um, I know the Detroit Lions have a worse record than the Jags, but they're competitive. Those guys play hard under Dan Campbell. Um, they're just not very talented. Jacksonville, I think, has the talent. I mean, you got the best quarterback to come out of a draft Trevor Lawrence. in the last decade or two. I mean, this kid, they're talking about him being the next Peyton Manning. And uh, maybe he just needs a fresh start and a fresh coach, you know, and even segueing into Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he really got to experience a hell of a lot of losing this year, you know, to go undefeated in high school and win three state titles and then go to Clemson and never lose at Clemson. The only loss at Clemson was one national title game. Um, You know, maybe a fresh start for him. Well, I'm interested to see who they bring in here for this head coaching position. But Boogie... I'm more interested in seeing if our prediction comes true. Yeah. Now, for those of you that are loyal listeners, the 60 or 70 of you out there who listen every week, which we really appreciate. About now ah, what? About a month ago, I remember saying Dan Mullen is going to get fired at Florida because you cannot coach at the University of Florida and be 6 and 6. You just can't do it. You're out. Did you know, and Boogie, we talked about this after the show. Yes, we did. The same day, we went off air like 20 minutes later, and they fired Dan Mullen. You're out. You're out. I said they were going to fire Dan Mullen, Jacksonville was going to fire Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer was going to go to Florida. We got two legs of that parlays in, my friend. I stated this last night in our group chat with the baseball boys, and I got to be honest, I could really see... Urban Meyer going back to Florida. And that would be,
1: wow, what a homecoming. I mean, it would be crazy. You know, I think, you know, he's got some health issues as well. I think he's a very stressed out man. He is very Of course, he's very competitive and he wants to win. And he'll do that at at all costs. And I think that's what cost him uh, his job uh, being that he tried to do something that he really wasn't successful at. You know, and I think that really hurt him. And and I think that uh, it's just – there's certain coaches that are really good at the NFL, and there's certain coaches that are really good in just college. And that goes for the college basketball and pro basketball as well.
0: Very few uh, coaches have the ability to do both. Uh, Jimmy Johnson comes to mind winning national championships with Miami and then Super Bowls with the Cowboys. Um, But you look at some – some other coaches, Nick Saban, for instance. Nick Saban, the best college coach of all time. Comes to the NFL. Just Some, I hate to say it this way, but some guys are better off coaching boys and younger adolescents, young men, yes, as opposed to grown men.
1: They're and I think multi-millionaires. that's... Multi-millionaires.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing here with Urban Meyer is he is a great college coach. I mean... Two national titles at Florida, had Ohio State in the playoff. Great recruiter, you know. You can tell that young men want to play for him. Young kids at eighteen to twenty-two want to play for this guy. I mean, just look at the Florida team he had with Tebow and Percy Harvin and Her- Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez. the Pouncy Twins. Right. I mean, Brandon Spikes. I mean that that Florida team was loaded with D one um, five star prospect talent. It's a little bit different leveling up and having to coach, like you said, grown men who are millionaires. Yep. It's a little bit of a different racket, and it's tough to do. Um, before we move on to our next topic, I just want to say for Urban Meyer, me personally, and I've always felt this way, I don't think he should have ever left Florida. No. I don't know why he ever left Florida. Um, good friend of mine's a a diehard Florida Gators fan, and we talk about that all the time. He had it made it, Florida. Florida was, I mean, you're talking in the SEC with the likes of Bama, Georgia. I mean, Florida was the best school in the SEC when it came to football in the
1: in the late 2000s. If I recall, I believe he did not have a great record towards the end. Yeah, I think he had, he had a tough year, I think, in
0: 08 and 09, and then that's when he stepped away from coaching.
1: He also had some health issues. Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, I remember him stepping away from coaching, and he went to Fox Sports for one year, and then he signed with Ohio State. I don't know. I think it may be in Urban Meyer's best interest to get in touch with the athletic director and the president of Florida, who's the same president that was there 10 years ago when he was there, (laughs) and see about getting his old job back. That's what I would do, and I hope he does because that's what I said he was going to do. So we'll... We'll monitor Urban Meyer's situation, but nonetheless, best of luck to him. And um, who do you think the Jags are going to hire as their new coach now?
1: Uh, Right now, they are going to wait until the end of the season. Uh, They do have an assistant coach already in place as the interim coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't doesn't look good, though, for the prospects at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will have to wait until the end of the season. And they will start figuring that out. We'll see how the players
0: respond and how they play under for this guy. I mean, think about when the Raiders, when they fired John Gruden, um, their interim coach stepped in there and won some games. And um, we're thinking, wow, this guy's going to be the coach next year too. Not so fast, my friend. The turmoil continued and the Raiders have now lost five of six. Um by the way, I don't think on this show we will be giving out the Raiders anytime soon uh, no. as a bet.
1: Um, It'll be Daryl Bevel, by the way, as the interim head coach Bever, for the okay. Jacksonville Jaguars okay. uh, to finish off the season. Well, I wish Daryl Bevel
0: well. Um, and, yeah, we can kind of move forward. What else do you have uh, on, your, on your topic side here before we give out our Magnificent Seven?
1: You know, actually, uh, the... College basketball is going to be going to a new ranking debut, uh, which was kind of funny in itself, that it's called the net rankings debut. I like that. uh, As Purdue was number one uh, after their their impressive wins last week. Not anymore. And after losing the very next game, they are now uh, no longer number one, as we see. Uh, Baylor has solidified that. But yeah, this ranking will also go into effect now immediately, and uh, so it's it's a little different uh, than some of the other AP rankings. And, I think and like such.
0: RPI. RPI plays a role into it and some other things, because
1: I know you had mentioned that LSU was number two on that list. Right. So LSU, number two. Purdue was one, Arizona, Houston, Villanova, Baylor, USC, Gonzaga, Iowa, and (coughs) Duke last at 10. Not last, but top 10. And now all of a sudden, you've got Duke fighting to be number one after impressive wins over the weekend. Uh, And, of course, Baylor as number one right now. So uh, this is also going to play out as the rankings should not be dismissed. Uh, But the number of Quadrant 1 wins and Quadrant 3 and 4 losses will be incredibly important when it comes to time for NCAA tournament selection and seeding. But yet, again, some of these uh, unfavorable surprise rankings, they've got Kentucky 39th, Illinois 48th, Michigan 63rd, Mm -hmm. Virginia 70th. Uh, Florida State is seventy seventh. Wow. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of, but favorable ones are like Wagner at number twenty three. Wow. They got Chattanooga at twenty nine and Monmouth at forty one.
0: I think these rankings are a direct sign too of teams that are over for performing and underperforming as well. Um, LSU being at number two. Now, for those of you out there that have not seen Will Wade's team play at LSU they got a kid named Darius Days. He fills it up. LSU is going to be good this year. Definitely a tournament team to watch. Wagner's probably up there because they've probably beaten the teams they're supposed to and they've hung in in games they're not supposed to. I can understand Kentucky being ranked that high as well because realistically, Kentucky has played two um, solid Power 5 teams this year and lost both games in Duke and Notre Dame. They did beat Ohio, which was an NCAA tournament team, last year at home. And everybody else was just cupcakes for them. So they're going to have to try to find their quality wins once they get an SEC play. But, um, yeah, I like that. We're going to have to follow those net rankings to it's see. It's pretty
1: interesting. It really is. <coughs> so, but uh, right now, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens. Uh, we got the college football bowl game starting tomorrow. Yes. And uh, cannot wait. So, Want to go into these games that we have uh, looked at, dove into yeah. uh, to give out this magnificent seven?
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that the magnificent seven. It's Thursday. Um, two bowl games tomorrow: the Bahamas Bahamas Bowl and the Cure Bowl, which we will t- uh, discuss tomorrow. Um, we can dive right in to segue into Duke. We talked about Duke earlier, fighting for that number one seed. Um, everybody get about seven units ready to go because we got, a, we got seven one-unit plays for everybody, which is good. Um, I think we're going to have a really good day today. So, Duke, Duke is going to be hosting Appalachian State. Now, obviously, Paolo Banchero, it's just must-see TV. This kid is the best prospect that I've seen in quite some time. Uh, Duke is up to number two in the country at eight and one, um, just unbelievable team. They've they're giving up 65 a game. They're scoring about 85, so they can fill it up. I actually missed the opportunity in their last game to, to jump on them just because I don't usually jump on big favorites. They were a 37-point favorite against South Carolina State. They won by 40. Um This is another game that I think they could really capitalize on a blowout here at Cameron Indoor Stadium. They're playing Appalachian State today, Boogie. Shout out to Appalachian State if you remember they were an NCAA tournament team last year. They were in the first four. They lost to Norfolk State in the first four. I remember I remember, ha- I remember having Norfolk State in that game. That game was actually transpiring right before UCLA Michigan State and our roundtable meeting at the South Point. <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. I don't remember anything else from March Madness, but I remember <laughs> that. Um App State comes in at 6 and 5, net ranking of 191st in the country. This team they they have trouble scoring the basketball against bad opponents so i don't know how they're going to score the basketball against duke um duke is averaging about 18 more points a game than they are and now app state they like to slow you down that's kind of their mo they like a game they'd like to keep this game in the uh in the 60s if possible but i don't know too how too much talent i don't know how the hell they're going to slow duke down this could be this could get ugly um. Go ahead. What do you got for this Duke and uh, Appalachian State?
1: Too much talent on Duke's side of the ball. Yeah. Uh. They will shut down Appalachian State, and in the meantime, they will continue scoring and scoring at will. I'll take Duke minus twenty-two. Funny, interesting situation. Uh. As news has broke, also that uh, their game against Cleveland State on Saturday, Duke uh is needs to due to COVID oh, have to find a new opponent. Uh, so just about 30 minutes ago, Duke found Loyola, Maryland as the uh, substitute team that's going to come in and replace Cleveland State due to Cleveland State with uh, COVID issues.
0: That could be another bet on spot for Duke to take on Loyola, Maryland on on oh, Saturday. Crush. Speaking of COVID, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but um, up in Canada, they're back to 50% capacity at Raptors games, yes. Maple Leafs games, and Senators games tons of uh nfl players and nba players out with it i mean this is i'm just praying every morning that we don't get a repeat of uh, 2020 um we'll we'll discuss that another time i want to let you know that um we can give you uh line shop and get you duke lane 21 that is going to be our official play here Duke minus 21 is the first of seven for Boogie and the Baron here. We like Duke big in this spot. I don't think Appalachian State even gets to like 60, and I could see Duke scoring damn near 100 points in this game. So give me Duke in a route here, easily covering 21 points. Absolutely. Um, It's that time of year in college basketball that we like to give out these double-digit faves because there's a lot of mismatches. The second and final college game that we want to give out today is going to be the Drake Bulldogs. Now, for those of you that don't know much about the Drake Bulldogs, they're 6-4 this year with a net ranking of 92. Drake has actually played very competitive in games. Um, Drake played in a tournament, and they've played the likes of Alabama, Belmont, Richmond. Um, They've played some good competition. Um, playing in these tournaments, way more battle-tested. Now, they're playing a Jackson State team, and shout-out to Prime, Deion Sanders, who stole the number one recruit yesterday from Florida State. Shout-out. His alma mater, which is amazing. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. The number one recruit in the country flopped from going to Florida State and went to Jackson State because he wants to play for primetime. Amazing. But primetime can't help his basketball team at this school boogie no jackson state is coming in two and eight with a net ranking of 259 now jackson state has been used as quite the punching bag this year and i gotta tell you against way weaker competition than what we've been seeing drake play man they can't score the basketball they're scoring like 56 points a game and they're giving up almost 70 um This is such a bet-on spot for Drake. Right now, 16s are out there. Drake minus 16 seems like a gift. This looks like a 20-point win for a Drake team that, if you remember, was also an NCAA tournament team last year, beat Wichita State in a thriller, and then lost to USC in the first round. But a lot of guys are turning from that team, trying to get back to the dance, and this is just another easy tune-up for them. We like Drake big today.
1: I love Drake today. Give me Drake laying 16. Hey, remember, this is that team manager. Jackson State's got that team manager, Thomas Snacks Lee. Do you yes, remember the, the, heavy, the heavy set dude that shoots up three pointers? Yeah, I remember Snacks. Yeah, so they will be on the uh, the outset of this Drake win here today. Yeah. I'm taking Drake laying the 16. Yep. Jackson State, not a very good team, like you said, 259th in the country. Uh huh. I'm taking J- uh, Drake and running to the window.
0: Yeah, so that's two uh, two favorites. Duke and Drake today uh, in college basketball. We're going to move to the NBA now as we're going to be wrapping up here shortly. We have the Pistons and the Pacers playing today. Um, that's the next game we want to talk about. Every time I look at this matchup, I think about the Malice at the Palace years oh, ago. yeah. This time they're playing at Baker's Lake Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Now, Detroit is not very good. They were the worst team in the league last year, and they are the worst team in the league this year coming in at four and twenty two dead last in the Eastern Conference. Pacers are thirteenth in the east, twelve and seventeen trying to battle up to get the playoff positioning. This team plays so good at home under Rick Carlisle um way a way better home team than they are a road team this team um they do very well at home. And this is a bet on spot for the Pacers. They're playing a Pistons team who's not even averaging 100 points a game. They're young. They're undisciplined. The Pacers should dominate this game wire to wire. It's not often that we're giving out NBA 10 point favorites, but in this spot, how can't you? Indiana laying 10 to the Pistons is pick number three for us.
1: Uh, I also go against uh, the uh, the stats here as well, or with the stats, I should say. Uh, this team, the Pacers team, is 11-2 and two straight up uh, in their previous 13 matches versus the Pistons. Uh, they are 1-5 straight up their last six matches against Central Division opponents, but that doesn't mean that it's the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, I will take a very... Hard-fought Pacers team today minus the ten against this lowly Pistons team.
0: Yeah, the Pistons are real bad, four and twenty-two. I think they get rolled today. That's going to be pick number three. One unit on the Pacers laying ten. Um, second game here, we have the Sixers who are coming off a, uh, a back-to-back. Uh, they're fifteen and thirteen, and they're sixth in the Eastern Conference. Firmly in the playoff right now. I mean, if the season were to end today, which we have a lot of games to go, the Sixers would not have to play in that play-in tournament. They're pretty decent. I mean, you got Joel Embiid. You haven't had Ben Simmons all year. You've had guys with the likes of Tyrese Maxey step up and play some crucial minutes. Um, But they are playing a Nets team that is out for blood, man. Kevin Durant, man, he is having himself quite the year. They are winning games they're at the Barclays Center today they're 20 and 8 coming in the number one seed. this is without Kyrie this is with injuries galore but man COVID issues COVID issues I mean I think I think the other night they only suited up eight players and they still won I mean the way I look at it as long as you got Kevin Durant you got a chance
1: absolutely Kevin
0: Durant James Harden out there and um, we're seeing really good value today with the with this Brooklyn Nets team at home A little minus one and a half, minus 120 money line play for us here. One unit here. Nets money line only minus $1.20. Go grab that while it's hot. We like the Nets to beat the Sixers
1: today. With or without James Harden, uh, I will go ahead and take the Nets as they are the more dominant team. They're at home. Kyrie, no Kyrie. Uh, This team is playing way above what I think a lot of people thought would happen. Um, They have an advantage, I believe. Uh, Obviously, they got KD going for them. A short line here, minus one and a half. I'm just going to take them um, on the money line. Give me the Nets.
0: Yep, Nets money line, minus 120. That's pick number four. Now we go into our three hockey plays here, Boogie, which I'm very excited about. Um, We're going to give out a fat two- favorite money line parlay that's actually going to pay pretty good value here. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing the Senators today at home. The Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champions, are 18-6-4 and fourth overall. Um, the Senators are damn near dead last at 9-16-1. Um, you're looking at a team in the Lightning. They got twice as many wins, 10 less losses. Easy win for the Lightning today against the Senators at home. Second part of this parlay is going to be the Minnesota Wild, who play the lowly Sabres. The Sabres are 9-15-4. Wild, number one team overall, 19-8-1. Easy winner for the Wild at home today against the Sabres. Lightning Wild Moneyline Parlay is minus 106. 106 wins 100. Um, that's where our one unit is going in that Uh Those two
1: favorites. You got the Lightning, of course, uh, playing really well again. Uh, They are still not number one. They had some struggles early, but, of course, they have an impressive 18-6-4 record. Uh, Heavy favorites over those terrible Senators. Uh, Ottawa, again, is just not very good. Uh, Surprisingly, uh, we are going to see a very bad, also, Sabres team going up against one of the best teams in hockey, as the Minnesota Wild, who did lose to the Las Vegas Golden Knights the other night, as the Knights are starting to get better play, uh, and they're getting much healthier. Uh, the Wild come in as a heavy favorite over these Buffalo Sabres, minus 290. Um, so, yes, I will pair those two teams together, uh, and I'll take the minus dollar six. Yep hundred bucks hundred and six dollars wins you a hundred dollars take those two teams pair them up together parlay it together and go ahead and make a small little wager on minus a dollar six only to get a hundred bucks one unit play
0: there we have the
1: uh Our
0: first dog of the show here is going to be the Nashville Predators taking on the Avalanche today. This is, we talked about this pre show. This is a live dog. The Predators play a complete flip-flop brand of hockey compared to the Avalanche. The Avs get up and down and try to outscore you. The Predators out-finesse you. They play a slower pace and they check you. They hit you. They make it hard. Um, similar records here, fourth and sixth overall, respectively, for the Avs and the Preds. Same amount of wins at 17. Um, Seven losses for the Avs, ten for the Preds. So pretty even matchup here. And you're giving me plus a dollar seventy at home for Nashville. That place is going to be rocking tonight. Every time Colorado comes to town, they play them tough. Let's ta- we're going to take a-, a quick stab here at almost a two to one underdog, the Nashville Predators, plus a dollar seventy.
1: Live dog here. Avalanche have uh, definitely playing better than what they were earlier in the season. Just like the Knights. Again, everybody's getting healthier. Uh, they have a new goaltender this year, but the Predators at home today, very, very good team, very live dog here as Boogie the Baron will take our chances and the underdog at home.
0: Yeah, you can, I mean, for you one-unit better, here, you can damn near turn one unit into three in the, with this, you know, or if some of you want to do a half unit and do a one-and-a-half unit, I mean, great opportunity here with the Preds plus 170. Last but not least, the San Jose Sharks at home against the Canucks here. This is a pretty even matchup, too, which is giving us pretty good value on the money line here for the Sharks. The Sharks have played really well at home this season. The Canucks traveling from Vancouver down to San Jose to play today. The uh, Sharks are minus $1.35, and we're going to ride with the home team here to finish out our Magnificent Seven.
1: Yeah, going with the home team here. The Sharks are at home. They're playing really well at, of course, uh, their arena uh Fifteen and thirteen and one, yes, they're only tenth, but they're playing those lowly Vancouver Canucks yep. who are behind them on thirteenth thirteen fifteen and two uh small little uh favorite here I'll take the sharks.
0: Yep, Sharks minus $1.35 to finish out our magnificent seven. Uh, Before we do our best bet out of our bunch here, we have a drink bet here as we have the NFL game tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs are 9-4, third overall in the AFC, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 8-5 and and fifth overall in the AFC. Huge game with playoff implications. A Kansas City win will push them to 10-4 and and up to the number one seed in the AFC. A loss by Kansas City, though, they they will cough up the AFC West lead to the Chargers, who will have the same record as them and have beaten them twice. So, huge swing here. Chiefs can be number one after tonight, or they could be number five after tonight. Very exciting. Chargers, Chiefs at SoFi Stadium. We're kind of opposites here. This is our one drink bet, so
1: either way, someone's buying a drink later tonight. Boogie, tell them why you like Kansas City. Patty Mahomes has taking this team back to the next level. Chiefs are on fire. Defense is much better. That Chargers team played very well earlier in the season against this Chiefs team, but it's a different, different team than earlier this year. They've solidified everything. Patty Mahomes not throwing the picks like he did earlier in the season, and the Chiefs defense is stepping up. Yes, they're on the road. But honestly, the Charters don't really have a great home crowd. Give me the Chiefs minus the three. Run to the window. I'm gonna go the other way because I love drama. I think
0: LA can really compete with this guy with these guys. I think Herbert has a big night. I think Eckler has a big night. I think Mike Williams has a big night. Um I think that they might have a better game plan than most teams going up against this Chief uh defense. I don't usually like to fade teams who have won six games in a row, but I can tell you this. I really like the fact that I'm getting points here in a game that I think is going to be amazing. This this has game of the year potential. Um, we could see this matchup again in January in the postseason as well, so look out for that. But for tonight, i got to take the points here with the Chargers. Um, they're getting a field goal. i got to take those points at home. That's going to be our one-drink bet. Um, so Boogie, out of our uh, Magnificent Seven real quick let's talk about what our best bet is out of that and I will start Um, I think the best play out of all of our plays that we gave out today is this fat money line parlay in the NHL Um, the Lightning $2 favorites, the Wild $2 favorites, pair them together you got a flat bet, I I think you could run to the window, that's an easy win both at home against terrible teams that's where I'm going for best
1: bet Easy-peasy for me. It's going to go back to college basketball and those Duke Blue Devils. Duke today will take care of business at home, minus 22 points. This should be a 28-35 to 35 point victory for Duke. Not a problem at all. I'll lay the 22. That's it. Duke and uh, the Lightning Wild
0: Moneyline part of it. We gave out seven plays. Uh, we gave out our two strongest. Uh, we have an NFL game tonight. We will talk to you guys tomorrow about the same time and go, go through the uh, – The bowl games, we have more college hoops tomorrow as well. So, see you guys for episode 108. Baron out. Boogie out.